everyone, and welcome to the Learn to Lead podcast brought to you by Ability, an experiential learning company based in beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Matthew Confer, and today on the show, we have Randy Clark, who is the author of two books on leadership, The New Manager's Workbook and The Manager's Guide to Becoming a Leader. Thanks so much for joining us today, Randy. Oh, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure, Matt. Well, I want to jump in by discussing your books where you focus on helping people managers navigate potential pitfalls and kind of thrive in their roles. Okay. What do you believe are the pitfalls that managers are the most at risk of falling into and how should we as people leaders work to mitigate those risks? Good question. The, um, there, there are several that, that I could touch on, but I'm going to start with one that is not so obvious sometimes, and it's going to sound silly, but too often we assume other people are similar to us, that they're like us, and that's not the case. Um, we assume that people communicate the same, are motivated the same, uh, have similar talents that we have, um, and learn the same. Um, and that's just not the case. In all of those cases, motivation, uh, talents, um, training, it's, it's a manager's responsibility to figure out the best way to deliver the information to their team, to their employees. Hmm. My, my youngest daughter, I'm, I'm going to break here, she's an award-winning macroeconomics high school teacher. Um, test uh, of her, her students tests are off the, the, the charts. Uh, teachers come in from other states. Uh, she spent an hour talking with Janet Yalen when Janet was the, the head of Federal Reserve. But to give you an example, one of the things that she does is the day before an exam, she sets up four or five tables in the room that are set for different modalities, different learning styles. There's one table that's a discussion, another table's all on the computer, one's video, one's things in writing, and the students can decide where they want to go to learn and switch around. So she gives them the information how they want it. Hmm. I think so that's I think, a, mm -hmm. I was gonna say, I think that's a really fascinating kind of visual representation of I think what I struggled with and I think what a lot of people struggle with you kind of assume or you innately believe that everybody wants to be managed in the same way as you want to be managed what are some of the questions that we can ask ourselves to kind of break free of that thinking uh, one of the things uh, it's ingrained in our thought processes and um, I don't want to get into a religious conversation, but every religion has some form of the golden rule. Do unto others as you want done unto you. No, it's do unto others as they want. You know, give the information to people as they need and want the information. So um, stop and ask yourself your own biases. I give you an example. There are, um, as far as learning style or modality, there's several free online uh, little quizzes that you can give you and your team uh, to check the your, your learning style. And I suggest that you do that with you and your team, first of all, to understand your own biases and preferences, because that's probably how you give information, how you train your people within your own style. Mm. For, for example, I'm, I'm hands-on. 
So I expect everybody to be hands-on. And if, if somebody's teaching me, let's say they're showing me a computer program and you show me it, I'm not visual like that. You've just wasted your time. I need to get on the computer and try it and make my mistakes, which is a real hard way to learn, but that's the best way for, for me to learn. So just look at all your devices. Um, I worked for in sales for a long time and almost everybody around me was pretty money motivated. I'm, I'm not, and that confused people. I'm personally motivated by being part of a team, by recognition, by being in on things. And I was mismanaged a long time. <laughs> Story, I was a VP of operations of one of the top 40 home remodeling companies in America. And I reported directly to the owner of the company. And we're talking about motivation one time. And I explained to him that I'm not really money motivated. I'm motivated by what I said earlier, recognition, part of a team, being in on things. So the only takeaway he got from that is he took me off of bonuses for a year. <laughs> Oh, well, I think one thing that you you hit on is, I think, probably part of the reason that compelled you to, to write these books. What do you what do you wish you knew when you started off the process of putting these thoughts down on paper? Obviously, we've talked to a couple of authors on the show, and it's this unbelievable Herculean task to to transcribe and then actually promote and get your messaging out there. What do you wish you had known before you started that process? Oh, my goodness. Um, I kind of wrote about this, too. I've got a book that's uh, how to stay ahead of your business blog forever, but it goes into writing and, and as in general. Um, I started that first book in 2008, and I believe it was published in 2015, because um, I really didn't have my system down for writing. Um, my second book took me less than a year, and the third one took me about six months. Um, and it, it, it's just being organized and writing it, you know, so. And one of the things you can do with writing is blog to book, which is what my blogging book was. I, I created a blog about blogging, and then I took those blogs and formatted them into a book. As far as a leadership thing, here's a funny story. When I was almost done with that book, which is like 2014 or 15, the first book, I was called to do a, a presentation with a young business group a group of about a hundred people in a, anyway. And I was filming in, I had three days to get ready. I had the, the, the book going on. I decided I'm gonna take the book. I'm gonna go in, I won't have lunch. I'll go around and see what questions people have and what problems they have, what their concerns are. And then I'll base my presentation on that. I heard many things, but the number one thing that I heard was communication. Guess what I had very little of in my book at that time? <laughs> So I want to thank that group because I wrote a chapter on communication. So after that. Well, one of the things that you talk about in the, the manager's guide to becoming a leader is you talk about the idea that the belief is kind of that you should manage projects, but actually leading and influencing people and that leaders aren't born. They're actually taught how to lead. So how do we teach the leaders of tomorrow to be the leaders that we're looking for, where they're not just managing products, projects, they're actually influencing people and leading people. 
You bet. Um, it starts with recognizing the, the, who you want to promote. Too often, to this day, people are promoted because of tenure or job skills. And that, you and I both know, that doesn't tr translate into being a leader. So I, I can think of a company that I worked with recently that's got a shop foreman that's great at the job. I mean, people just look at the work he does, and it's wonderful. And he's been with them 20-plus years. He stands in a corner and works by himself. <laughs> He's, he's not a people person. So you need to recognize who you, who you want to, to uh, promote. Look for people that help others. Look for the person that takes the new person under their wing. Look for the person that um, is happy for the successes of others on the team, not jealous of what they have. So, so it starts with that. And then, then I think another thing that you, you have to learn too is that and this is not just with leaders, but most people, including myself, are not one meeting people. Hmm. You probably can't go over something with me one time and I'm going to have it all the way. And it's the same thing when you're training managers. Um, the next thing that's uh, even bigger, maybe, is that uh, you can't train by osmosis. You can't throw somebody into a job and say, hey, go hire somebody. Here's the form. You need to give them the tools and train them how to do it. In, in 2008, when I started writing the, the first book, Matt, um, I had left the position of the, of the VP of operations for the company and went into leadership training. And I knew there was a lack of leadership training, but it just appalled me how big it was. I guess I was naive, but I would go from place to place and they, they just didn't train people, you know. Well, that's how I was trained. They threw me, my boss was great. He threw me into the job and I had to learn how to do it. Okie dokie. Yeah. So yeah, pick the right person, somebody that, that is a good teammate and gives back. Um, understand their motivations and then give them a, a training plan, a system. One of the posts that you had on your website that really resonated with me was how to improve communication. And you talked about actually doing it in 10 minutes or less and how important it is. Where do some of us come up short from a communication perspective? And maybe what are one or two things that we could all do to maybe enhance our communication, even not in a leadership context, just in a personal and professional context more broadly? Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, we assume that people understood our message without checking it. You need to check your communication, you know, and this could be a, at home or work, either one. Um, I, I mentioned in that, that uh, little blog post about a young man that came to me and said, man, I'm just not communicating well with my team. And I said, do you, do you check the communication to see if they've received it, that you're giving them how they, they need to hear it. And he goes, yeah. I, go, I asked how you did that. And he said, do y'all understand? Well, people are going to, what are they going to say? Yes. So check communication by saying, hey, repeat it back to me. Or if you think that's too abrupt, you can say, I'm not sure I was clear. Can you share back with me what I said? Uh, another big one just in life are there are so many ways to communicate. So I was working with a, a sales 
team that had uh, off-site employees in different parts of the country. And I, I had a little form for them to fill out about their preferences for communication. Um, and I had email and social media and telephone and uh, text and, and memo on there and, and they could rate it from, yes, that's what I prefer or no, I, I only do that with my mom. Um, it was really interesting. It came out that two of the younger salespeople disliked email. Hmm. As a matter of fact, they just deleted a whole bunch at times without even looking at them. But the sales manager tried to manage them through email. I didn't tell them what they needed to use, but I said, you guys need to talk about this. So, well, one of the things I, I like about a lot of your messaging on your blog and then also kind of from the book is it's that pre-work. There's a level that you could be the greatest email communicator of all time, but if you don't make the first step to actually understand if email is the appropriate form of communication, it doesn't matter how good you are at it, your message isn't gonna resonate. And one of the things that you expanded on on your website was you talked about managing off-site employees, you know, when we can't all be in the same room together. Do you have any steps to enhance our approach when we have to operate in a more virtual context? Yeah, and, and the first one is to, to make sure that you have talked and communicate, communicated with the, the team about how they want to communicate or what your communication expectations are. Um, another example that, uh, at a full-time position I had, I had uh, three emails from uh, another department member. Uh, the third one was all in caps because I hadn't answered them. But I hadn't told them that I only check email three times a day because it's too distracting to me. I don't get work done. If, if, if it's really urgent, I, I would rather have a text or, or a phone call. My phone's right next to me. But I didn't tell him that. You know, so share of the communication preferences, uh, make sure that you involve people. So if you are back to operating in the office and you involve people in the office in a chat, in a meeting, in a whatever, make sure you involve the offsite people as well. Um, when we get past CV19, uh, I think it's important to bring people in, but you can go there too. So. I used to like doing that. One of my favorite trips that I made was to an offsite salespeople down in Memphis. I had a ball down there. <laughs> well, I really can't thank you enough, Randy, for sharing all of this great insight, specifically regarding kind of communication style management and, and leadership. I'm going to shift us to our final two rapid fire questions that we are uh, lucky enough to be able to ask all of our guests. And the first one is, if you could describe your personal leadership style, but I only gave you one word to do it, what word would that be? Uh, service. And our final rapid fire question is this, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? Oh, gosh. Um... Not everyone is you, which I talked about. Uh, early in my career, I had a VP bring me into his office and, and I thought I was in trouble as, as, as we tend to think. And um, basically he said he saw more in me than I saw in myself, um, which, which really impacted my career at that time. So um, 
the other thing I would say um, is that you can't talk stuff done to add action to your words. You know, you can give meetings and you can go to conferences, but if you don't add action to it, then it, what gets accomplished? Hmm. Well, adding actions to our words is a great spot to wrap up. Thank you so much for joining us today, Randy. Where can our listeners find out more about you? Uh, Randy Clark Leadership uh, dot com. And there's also there's also a Randy Clark Leadership Amazon author page where the the blogs are show up as well. Well, thank you for all the great insight. And I want to thank all our great listeners for joining us. If you enjoyed today's show, we would love a rating and review in your podcast app of choice. And we truly appreciate it when you share our show with your network. You can find me on social media at Matthew Confer. You can find our show at Learn to Lead Podcast on Instagram. And you can find our organization Ability. That is A-B-I-L-I-T-I-E at Ability.com. And be sure to subscribe so that you get our next episode. And I want to thank all of you for joining us on the Learn to Lead Podcast. Thank you.